0: Here we go. Jake and Josh are here <laughs> to analyze the game they love for the team they love.
1: This is another Dolphins Podcast.
0: Here's your host, Jake Mendel and
1: Josh Houts.
2: Thanks for tuning into to another edition of another Dolphins Podcast. For the second time in three years, the Miami Dolphins are stealing headlines in the AFC Championship round. And it's not because they're in the game. The Miami Dolphins have announced that they have parted ways with Vic Fangio who is now as of this recording the defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. A lot to talk about, a lot to get to. Merrick Brave, Joshua Houts. Woof. I, I got woof.
0: Yeah, it, it feels like the Dolphins got played a little bit. It feels like, you know, now that we can take that mile high look here and we can and we can have that hindsight is 2020 feeling. It never really feels like Vic Fangio wanted to be in Miami in the first place. It feels like he wanted to be in Philadelphia all along with the Philadelphia Eagles. And and that doesn't mean he didn't do a good job with the Dolphins defense. I'm sure, you know, some players would, would tell you otherwise, but overall it was a solid season for the Miami Dolphins defense. Um, but, but yeah, it, uh, it was announced yesterday that the Dolphins and Fangio were parting ways. And then today He was hired on as the Eagles defensive coordinator. So that's where he wanted to be all along. That's where he is, closer to the family. And now the Dolphins find themselves in a familiar position. Third season of Mike McDaniel as a head coach. Third straight season with a new defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins.
1: Yeah, and this was a guy I really, we know, I banged the table for before as a head coach at one point, won him as a defense coordinator came in and kind of did everything he said he was going to do, right? I think we all sat here and, you know, had high hopes of top 10 defenses. And as you can look through the numbers, he pretty much went out there and did that. But his job was to come here and to stop Josh Allen and um, some of those, you know, prolific ASC teams didn't quite get it done. But I feel a little bit betrayed, right? He kind of used us. He came back, you know, got his feet wet again, came back to the NFL um, and almost used us as that uh, practicing to now go to the um Philadelphia Eagles and do his thing there which again it does sound like that's where he always wanted to be I think back to an interview when he first got signed I think um I think he was even asked straight up if he would have been there and I think he said depending on what would have happened with the whole Gannon thing it could have changed everything so it always seemed like his heart was elsewhere and I'm intrigued to see what Mike McDaniel's gonna do because as you guys have said uh he's now searching for his third defense coordinator in as many years
2: so the Jonathan Gannon thing is that he was the former defensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. And while the Eagles were pushing towards their Super Bowl run last year, he was interviewing with the Cardinals and there was a whole uh tampering behind the scenes yada yada type thing. So basically it just made the most sense for Fangio to come down to Miami. Uh The first day after something like this happens, you're just going to get all the the hot takes going out there left, right. Uh, You had some players come out and saying they were pretty excited about it. Some players came out and were a little cryptic of it. We had uh, some agents coming out and saying, yeah, the the defense as a whole wasn't a huge fan of Fangio. Yes, there were people that liked him, but overall they were kind of wishy-washy about him. Uh, But, gentlemen, I want to start with Javon Holland because I think throughout last season we spent the most time focusing in on what Vic Fangio can do for him specifically as the center of that defense. As of Tuesday on 560 WQAM, Javon Holland was talking about, I can't wait to see what we look like in year two of this Vic Fangio system. On Wednesday, he was posting a video on Instagram of him literally kicking rocks after the news came out. We can go in and we can try to decode what that in itself means, but do we feel that Vic, uh, that Javon Holland, which side do we feel like Javon Holland's on first and foremost?
0: Yeah, he's you're right, Jake. Those were a couple cryptic posts that he had out there. But one less less cryptic post by a member of the Holland family was the post from Javon Holland's dad that said everyone wants an iPhone, but nobody wants the iPhone one. I believe is I might man. be paraphrasing a little bit, but uh Javon Holland's dad, he is a, a respected coach, I believe at the high school level. And uh, you know, y- you have to think him and his son Javon, they uh they are in uh, close contact uh, a lot and talking about football if his dad is a coach. And so Javon might have voice some frustrations he had playing under Vic Fangio and, and who knows what exactly those frustrations were. Was it Mm -hmm. the scheme? Was it the style? Was, was it Fangio's coaching style? Was he a little too gruff for a young guy like Holland? Um, Maybe Fangio was pressing Holland to come back from these knee injuries a little bit quicker than, than he was ready to. We don't know. We're, we're not, we're not in that space. We're not in those rooms. Um, So until we get a definitive answer from either Javon or, or Fangio, or or somebody else associated closely with the team, we'll never know. And I highly doubt that that's ever going to come out. Those types of things don't leak. Although Javon loves making them posts, so who knows? Maybe one day he will just let it all let it all fly. But I I tend to think that Javon Holland is is uh, a little bit happier of a of a player today with Vic Fangio on the outs and and no longer the def- defensive coordinator of the Miami Dolphins. If you take those social media posts. From yesterday and you put any stock into those. Yeah,
1: and I think even his dad tweeted out, right? I think uh nope, his dad yeah. said something about everybody wants we the do. iPhone. Okay, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I got sent to the I got sent to the inner uh whatever. So Cam, Cam Smith, let's talk about him. Is that or did you guys already say that too? Cam nope. Smith doing the whole unlocked emoji. I mean, um uh, well, it was a lock emoji. That's the it issue. Was,
2: I thought, it was-
0: no, it was, it was unlocked. unlocked now. Was it unlocked? Yeah, it's unlocked? Yeah, it's unlocked now. It was unlocked. Yeah, the but it's, the difference between the locked emoji and the unlocked emoji is so slight. Like you have to like really zoom in to see it. I I was actually right there with you, Jake. Because at first oh. I was like, "What? Why is he tweeting out a lock?" And then I looked closer <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, it's unlocked." No, I just... I'm like, oh, "My yeah. man, yeah, yeah." I, I was with you there, but yeah, it was an unlocked emoji. So Cam Smith, happy to be unlocked in whatever defense is about to come to Miami.
1: And I don't think Channing Tindall has said anything yet, but I'm sure he's happy to be unlocked too. So uh, we'll see what comes of it. But it's just crazy that um, we thought he was going to be the savior. He came in, did what he said he was going to do, but it just wasn't enough. And um, I wish I could sit here and say, good luck moving forward, but I can't do that. Not with the way these things ended.
2: Let's talk about Jalen Ramsey for a second, because all throughout the season, I think we were waiting for the Miami Dolphins defense to throw a change up. Uh, We talk about the iPhone one. It is what it is right it is as basic it is standard it is life-changing game defining but it is very very vanilla at a certain point there was one week throughout the season we saw Jalen Ramsey shadow a wide receiver and it was probably like the worst week you could use as a true example because yes Jalen Ramsey was absolutely fantastic he had to shadow around Garrett Wilson against the Jets, the worst offense in the NFL. Were you guys kind of surprised to see the Miami Dolphins not throw out that changeup and use Jalen Ramsey to kind of shatter receivers more on top of that? I saw that the Dolphins were like second lowest in terms of uh, defensive plays that had two cornerbacks pressing at the line of scrimmage as well, which seems pretty predictable. And on top of that, it's kind of annoying to me that we're sitting here and we want to talk about uh, creativity and how, uh McDaniel wants to say, we want someone who can uh, collaborate with the defense and we still want to get to the point that the offense didn't change at all. But, but that's neither here nor there. That just popped in my head, but go on. My bad.
0: No, I I completely agree with you, Jake. Like you have two stud corners, Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard for, for actually just a small portion of the season. Right. And the defense looked pretty good when you had those guys out there. So Xavier Mm -hmm. goes down after Ramsey comes back and Mm -hmm. Jalen Ramsey shadows Garrett Wilson against the Jets, and it goes, it goes really, really well. But then, then you have him playing against other quarterbacks and other big-name wide receivers, and he's not shadowing those players. So why are you having him shadow Garrett Wilson when Zach Wilson is the quarterback for the Jets, but you're not having him shadow somebody like Stephon Diggs. And he traveled with him a little bit in that game, but he wasn't shadowing him 100% per se. Uh, But against the Buffalo Bills, you're not having him shadow Stephon Diggs when you've got Josh Allen at quarterback. And I think we can all agree that Josh Allen is a significantly better quarterback in the NFL than Zach Wilson. So for some reason, Jalen Ramsey is shadowing when the opposing quarterback is Zach Wilson, but not when the opposing quarterback is Josh Allen. That's it's very confusing. And we're not the only ones who were confused by that. Jalen Ramsey was confused by that. If you read between the lines, you read the tea leaves on Jalen Ramsey's Twitter account, he wasn't too happy about the fact that he wasn't shadowing opposing number one wide receivers because he has a high level of confidence in himself and he wants to be able to do that. And he's being paid big money, so he should be able to do that. But uh, he also had a couple uh, media availabilities this season where he was asked about shadowing opposing receivers. And he said he would like to do it, but you know didn't think that that was part of the plan. And he looked downright depressed sometimes talking about that being – the plan and the, and the plan that he, you know, was against. So I think Jalen Ramsey is probably another one of those guys. That's happy that Vic Fangio is out and that a new guy will be coming in.
2: Really interesting. I just looked this up. Um, You know, we didn't hear a lot of complaints from the defensive linemen. Um, Andrew Van Ginkle is someone who actually came out. We're hearing reports that he loved playing Fangio's scheme. He wants to stay in Miami. And part of the reason why is because we saw Andrew Van Ginkle play really well in that scheme. Guys, Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard combined for four interceptions last year. Two of them were Aiden O'Connell, two of them were Mac Jones. I think that in itself goes to show that Vic Fangio's defense was good. But when you have Jalen Ramsey taking up 11% of your cap, Xavier Howard taking 10% of your cap, you can't have these guys helpless on an island. They need to be a contributing part of this defense. And I think that's where you're talking about being like that original iPhone versus trying to develop a defense where you can have it be a situation where these guys are going to haunt you all over the football field. Not as simple as turn away. And, you know, you just don't have the bad quarterback saying, I'm going to throw it this way. Not realizing oh, you really want to throw it at Jalen Ramsey.
0: <laughs> yeah. And Mike McDaniel catered his offense to Tua Tunga Vailoa. He built an offense that suited Tua Tunga Vailoa. He built an offense around Tua Tunga Vailoa and around Tyree Killen and his skill set. But it never truly felt like Vic Fangio was willing to do that with his high price guys on defense. You mentioned, you know, essentially one fifth of Miami's salary cap was taken up by two defensive backs on that unit great defensive backs mind you Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard but if you're going to have that and you're going to have them be such high-priced players why such an aversion to building a defense around those guys I don't know
1: again like you said it seems like the players are upset about it, it almost seemed like at times basically Vic Fangio is like a, an old dog that you could just not teach new tricks to right he pretty much rushed forward dropped everyone back I think it wasn't until the Chiefs game where he finally started to utilize more blitz packages and things like that so um i don't know if this ever would have worked it almost seemed like oil and water from the beginning but we all hoped right we thought bringing in a guy like vic fangio we thought having that head coach uh experience defensive mind on that side of the ball would change everything and um you know i got ranks written down 10th in yards the defense 15th um you know 6th in rushing 21st in points 28th in red zone i mean they had some solid numbers but at the end of the day this defense can improve and um again where does he go from here? That's the big question. But Vic Fangio, um, good riddance,
2: man. 28th and red zone. That actually kind of caught me off guard. I, obviously, the numbers aren't lying, but I, I thought late in the year, they did a really good job of tightening up that red zone uh, defense. I think what makes this so disappointing is we're entering, you know, year three of the McDaniel saga, and this is supposed to be, you know, the Stephen Ross awakening of we're having this unit come together. We know what good coaches look like. We're looking for collaboration from our players to the front office, and to have this situation develop where you're going into your third defensive coordinator in three years it's mildly frustrating and you don't really trust what the dolphins are doing. I'm not saying it's not going to work or not saying it was the wrong move. I mean, these sides mutually decided to part ways. There was a uh, family involved for Fangio. I don't think this was the, um, mutually parted ways coded as, Hey, you're fired. I think this was something they both decided this isn't best. Uh but it does still feel very frustrating because you lose that direction that the defense was going in. And do you think they can really develop that direction quickly? And so let's start to get into some uh, potential candidates. Who do you guys like first? Let's start with one name and jump around. to them. Merrick, what's the first name that came to your mind? And we'll save the certain coach on the Chargers or from the Chargers for last, if that's cool with you.
0: Sure. Yeah, I think the first guy that came to my mind was a guy that was talked about almost immediately on social media once we knew Va- Fangio was leaving, and that's uh, Dolphins linebackers coach Anthony Campanelli. We uh-huh. saw him on Hard Knocks, just kind of be the voice of that defensive room. You didn't see a whole lot of Vic Fangio on Hard Knocks, and you almost really? wonder if that was a a calculated decision. You know, there there's been talks on on social media that Fangio leaving the Dolphins had been in the works for a while now. And if he was going to Philly, that would make sense because their new defensive coordinator, Sean Desai, he got play calling duties stripped from him halfway through the season. So if the Eagles knew that they were going to move on, maybe there was some, you know, backdoor conversations with Fangio that said, hey, you know, you wanted to be here the whole time. Let's make this happen in the offseason, right? You never know. That's tinfoil hat stuff. Um, But it almost feels more realistic than some of the other tinfoil hat conversations we've had in the recent past. But Anthony Campanelli, kind of a star of Hard Knocks, he said uh, the the universal language is ass-whooping, um, which got us all fired up. Uh, and he seems to be a guy that is uh, being regarded and sought after for other defensive coordinator jobs around the league right now. He interviewed with the New York Giants for their opening uh, at the defensive coordinator position. So if the Dolphins agree that Campanelli could make a good defensive coordinator in the National Football League, even though he's never done it before, then he could be a logical replacement. And that speaks to that continuity that you were talking about, Jake. You know, if you can keep somebody in-house, a guy who's been with these players for multiple seasons now, um, then that could be something that if the Dolphins value that, that continuity, that could be something that could work in, in Campanelli's favor.
1: Yeah, I mean, personally, when I got a chance to sit in there during COVID and listen in on some of those press conferences, he was truly impressive. And maybe it's just because of his food takes or whatnot. And then you see him there barking out, you know, getting the players hyped up. I was hyped up. I think all three of us were probably ready to run through a wall there for him. So I have no problem if that's the route they go. I think the question I have is, if you were already paying Vic Fangio, top defense coordinator money, are you going to settle on an in-house replacement? or Are you going to try to go out there and shoot for the moon? And I think um that's kind of where I do I think I'll save my uh candidate then that's kind of where I'm gonna go shoot for the moon but if you're going in-house I think he's the right guy and I think it should be up to some of these players right if they run happy kicking rocks because Vic Fangio is gone let them decide if they think Anthony Campanelli could be that guy because let's be honest he got defense coordinator interviews last um season during the coaching hires and I believe he's already got some this offseason so um you either promote him now or you're gonna potentially lose him so uh, we'll see what happens there. What about you, Jake? How do you feel about him?
2: Considering the cap limitations, it definitely definitely makes sense. You can just hit the ground running, rebuilding the defense. You can kind of pitch the same thing to Andrew Van Ginkle, that he'd have a similar role. Uh, he's 41 years old. He was hired by Brian Flores to be the team's linebackers coach in 2020. Prior to that, he wasn't in the NFL. He was the linebackers coach at Michigan. Prior to that, he was coaching linebackers at BU there's your Brian Flores connection and that, so we made it uh, to the NFL. I'm just kind of concerned here where the Dolphins entering year three of a rebuild, there's no excuses for winning, not winning playoff games anymore, right? Like the injuries, like we understand that they played a role in, in Miami falling late in the season. Buffalo was injured. I mean, there are so many injuries throughout the year throughout the NFL when you kind of look at the full picture, uh, McDaniels time Miami, I mean, you're not going to sit there and like, kind of say, no, it's only his, you know, second season because this year was lost to injuries. Like they almost beat the bills two years ago with Skylar Thompson at quarterback. Would you have confidence going into, I don't know, Kansas city again, in a wild card round or going into Buffalo in week 18, uh, having a head coaching staff of McDaniel and, and Campanelli being your one, two. I mean, part of the reason I love the idea of Vic Vangie was because he's been there before he's, played multiple multiple playoff games probably would have been nice to have him on the sideline in mcdaniel's ear but i don't really know if we could kind of sit here and say uh what this time in a year from now that oh you know we got to give anthony campanelli and mike mcdaniel another year It was their first year i don't know if i can really buy that at this point of the rebuild yeah, and
0: I agree with that, Jake. That was kind of the first name that was thrown about, uh, so mm-hmm. I figured we could talk about him first. But me personally, I would also look for somebody who has a little bit more experience in the NFL and maybe experience as a defensive coordinator, maybe experience as a head coach. You know, that's what they did with, with Vic Fangio here. Um, How about a game show host? A game show host. Am I missing something?
2: Well, Wink Martindale, there's also, he was also <laughs> the name go. of the game. Show. So how about, yes. how do we talk about him here? Part of the reason Mike McDaniel wanted Vic Fangio to come was his 33 years of coaching experience in the NFL. Wink Martindale entered the NFL as a linebackers coach for the Oakland Raiders back in 2004. Most recently, he was the defensive coordinator for the New York Giants. And if you remember correctly, you'll probably know he's sleeping a little better these days because he had a, a fun quote when the Dolphins played the Giants earlier this year that, um, trying to, uh, Um, deal with Tyreek and um, Jalen Waddle, And that offense was making him uh, cry in his sleep at night, basically trying to deal with those guys. So um, Wink Martindale, the Giants weren't really stellar. They're like the 18th ranked defense two years ago. They really bought out last year, 27th. The Giants and Martindale hearted ways that one kind of felt more off, off the lane of firing after the Giants got rid of um, some of Martindale's staff but guys what would you uh, think about something like that it really fits that mold of what McDaniel was looking for off or uh, last offseason
0: I like Wink Martin, Martindale excuse me I think he um he he comes with a, a really good reputation in the league I think he'll be a, a highly sought after guy um if not this cycle future cycles um I think it's uh a pretty big schematic change uh, from what I've been reading. Don't, don't, I'm not any expert on the Wink Martindale scheme here, but from what I've been reading. More like a Boyer,
2: not, not a lot of zone.
0: Yeah. Very different scheme than a Fangio scheme. So you'd be kind of, restarting all over again, teaching these guys an entirely new defense. Um, And who knows who fits this defense, who doesn't fit this defense. Do you have the right personnel? Do you have to kind of tear it down and and build it back up again? And we're not really interested in that, Um, but he would be kind of of that mold where you get the the experienced – Guy, the veteran in the league who can kind of help Mike McDaniel through some of this um, since Mike McDaniel is still a, a fairly young coach in the National Football League. So if that's what you value and that's what the Dolphins value, you could absolutely see Martindale being a candidate.
1: Again, yeah, I remember for so many years that Baltimore defense just being at the top of the league, right? So um, if that's the route they go, I'd be okay with that. Me personally, if I'm shooting for the moon, I'm gonna throw out two names there because I'll let you guys uh, you know decide because one of them I don't think is tr- really realistic. Mike Rabel, right, he's probably going to be a head coach around the league. But let's be honest, sign him, give him the bag, let him come in and coach at defense. We know how experienced he is, what he did there in Tennessee. But Chris Richard, let's all remember back, uh, Secondary's coach at the time was for the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Legion of Boom. This was a guy that was super raw around. At one point, Dolphin fans wanted him as their head coach. So uh, he's currently with the New Orleans Saints, co-defense coordinator, uh, secondaries coach coach defensive back, spin a defense corner all throughout his career again with the Legion of Boom actually played for the Miami Dolphins back in 2005 so I'll throw my name on Chris Richard but I would like them to if they're going to pay the bag and you know bringing that veteran that guy that can truly change his defense maybe like we expected uh Vic Fangio do like Jake said from way up high there where he couldn't even see the field I think Mike Rabel would be the way to go but um he's gonna have other options I believe
2: so as of this recording on Thursday, there's only two head coaching vacancies still open, that being the Washington Commandos, Seattle Seahawks, Harbaugh's in LA, uh, Atlanta signed Raheem Morris, uh, scroll ESPN, that's not why you're here, I know that. Uh, what's what's the reasoning behind Chris Richard, Josh? Why, why do you think he's stood out to you still after all these years?
1: I mean, I think I'm guilty. If you go back and look, I loved him before. I feel like I, once I plant my name on someone, I'm kind of, you know, with that guy yes, ride so or die until the end of the die, you know? So I think it being a secondaries coach, what he could probably do listening to Jalen Ramsey, make, maybe taking their input. Maybe we're not seeing um, Javon Holland kicking rocks during his tenure here. So <laughs> I think with the experience there, again, part of the Legion of Booms growth. So um a guy that's waiting for an opportunity and, Again, I was pretty stoked on him during the hiring process. So that's why he stuck out. But if I had to sit here and you know write a check for Steven Ross right now, I'd call it Mike Vrabel. Or you know, maybe we just go Bill Belichick, guys. Maybe we just go way down the rabbit <laughs> hole. Did, did that tinfoil hat come yet, Jake? You maybe you want to put that
0: on. So the thing play. with Chris the thing with Chris Richard, um, he's he has a reputation as a very player friendly coach. Like, like the players who, who uh play under him always seem to have nothing but positives to say about Chris Richard, which would seem like that would be the complete opposite of what they just had with Vic Fangio. So if that was an issue and you're hearing rumors about exit interviews, a lot of players were, were griping about Vic Fangio and whatnot, you know, if, if, if they want to go the complete opposite direction and bring in a guy that, that players love, Chris Richard could be that dude, as far as Vrabel goes and, and Bill Belichick, which is absolutely asinine completely <laughs> uh just a joke there but even somebody like Vrabel like do the Dolphins really want to hire a defensive coordinator that is is up for head coaching candidates every year up for head coaching jobs every year excuse me and then be in this same boat next offseason if Vrabel comes in and does a good job you know coaching the defense for the Dolphins and then leaves to go coach some other team next offseason then four years in a row the Dolphins will have a new defensive coordinator and then have to learn an entirely new system so it almost feels like maybe you want to go with one of the younger guys or you want to go with one of the guys who, who, who needs a handful of years as a defensive coordinator before he would be considered uh, as a candidate for a head coach so that you're not in this same
2: position next offseason The ugliest name in this entire conversation, but probably the most fun. So, gentlemen, let's do this. There was a lot of talk this offseason about how Mike McDaniel could contain the Brandon Staley defense. Would the option, would the opportunity, would the right opportunity be for Miami to sign Brandon Staley to come in and be defensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins? We saw, I think it was Ian Rappaport was one of the first people to put it out there. Diana Rossini added that both uh, McDaniel and Staley have the same agent. So, I mean, get the fan fiction going, gentlemen. It's
0: an interesting and an intriguing name, right? Brandon Staley has head coaching experience with the Chargers. Most people would say that wasn't a very successful tenure. I got a quick snap for you: Sure, uh,
2: last three years they've allowed 24.5 points per game as he's been head coach of the uh, San Diego Superchargers. That would rank twenty-ninth of thirty-two teams in twenty twenty three. So so yes, his defenses have been horrible and they've spent insane amount of money on total busts and free agency. It would be it sounds like a complete disaster hire. Josh, how you gotta I, I just it?
1: No, I, I was just going to say, I think the Dolphins had 20, uh, gave up 23 points a game if I had that written down correctly. So they were 21st this year. So, um, mm-hmm. that 24 points doesn't look too bad when you're looking at what Vic Fanzio's defense goal. put up. But, but yeah, go ahead. Keep talking about him, Merrick, and then I'll give my input because, what? um, it's interesting. I had to throw out that, Mer- you guys saw the Omar Kelly joke. Well, it's not even Omar Kelly, that meme, but I had to post that picture. With you with <laughs> yes. that I saw Brandon Staley at the Miami
0: so, so you, you kind of get why Brandon Staley would be linked with the Dolphins, right? What, wasn't he part of that kind of same coaching tree, the, the Shanahan? Collective. Yeah, the QB Collective. We're, is that the Piss Boys? Was Brandon Staley a Piss Boy?
2: that's a, I hope. That's a, another Dolphins podcast, the, we ask the tough questions. Bring <laughs> yeah. all the Piss
1: Boys to town. That, that's the key to a Super Bowl, bringing all the Piss Boys to town.
0: I don't think he would be a popular hire, but you, but you wonder if – him going back to a defensive coordinator's role, not having not having to worry about all the things that head coaches have to worry about, you know, getting to work with another young, uh, creative, you know, so-called genius in Mike McDaniel, maybe that would unlock a, a Brandon Staley that you didn't get to see when he was with the Chargers. Maybe there was just a little too much on Brandon Staley's plate when he was over there. And 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 maybe he'd do a little bit better as a defensive coordinator. I'm not sure. I know that that move would be universally panned, not only by Dolphins fans, but by uh, fans of other teams around the league as well. And I'd just be so happy to hear every Buffalo Bills fan trash us after that.
2: We hear that they want like a collaborative effort and i don't know if you guys saw this going around but um at findiana13 on x on twitter shared a jordan rodriguez story who covers the rams for the athletic absolutely outstanding outstanding reporter i think she actually did the podcast about the piss boys if i'm being completely honest so yeah. She did a whole story back uh, when Ramsey was on the Rams about the star position and how uh, the Rams, they were the number one ranked defense because of what they're able to do with Ramsey being that guy in the middle of their defense. And that's where my gears start going with the fan fiction of this. There's so many red flags here. There are so many things flashing in my face saying this is a terrible idea, but it could work.
0: It could, it could work. You know, some of the, some of the best moves are the moves that everybody hates, right? Because we don't know anything. At the end of the day, we don't. We're not. We're not in. We're not in these NFL circles. We're not geniuses at at this game. We're just we're just dudes talking on a podcast, and the people listening, you're just dudes or or ladies listening to a podcast. You know what I mean? So if you're gonna be one of those people that are gonna jump all over this Brandon Staley hire if it does come to pass and say that the Dolphins messed up. You, you don't know that you don't know
1: and correct me if I'm wrong but wasn't that saying how they had a re- good relationship him and Jalen Ramsey right Brandon, Brandon Staley and Ramsey and um, I'm looking back at it it seems like uh, Vic Fangio originally hired Staley to be his um, outside linebackers coach so I mean he's he's got this defense down he could come right in and he already has a relationship with Ramsey I mean um, yeah it would be universally hated but um, I think right now the Dolphins their quarterback you know whatever it might be people hate us for one reason or another so definitely interesting that name Brandon Staley it was one of the first names thrown out there I think by Rappaport and some of those other guys which they do have sauces we do not but um what were you guys say Jake?
2: During the 2020 offseason with the Rams practice facility shut down Staley and Ramsey's texted or FaceTimed every day bonding over scheme and analysis and in the case of Staley Oh, and, and there was also a couple of coaching uh, assistants, including that in Ramsey, the defensive coaches found a collaborative mind who also tested them. They found that he learns best by listening. And sometimes his eyes aren't on the film during study sessions because he can better see what is unfolding on the field in his head by hearing it described. That sounds Ooh. like what the Miami Dolphins are looking for. And we start to kind of think back to some of the Vangio interviews, Uh overarching theme, I think Fangio just speaks his mind. I don't think he was ever trying to call out anyone or or be a jerk. I think there's just kind of... uh... Someone who's been around the league that long, there's not that real, that PR sense. They're just kind of say what's on their mind.
1: I was just going to say, I mean, and they have a previous relationship, right? And at one point, and this is kind of the way I always have viewed the NFL, whether it be prospects, whether it be coaches. At one point, this guy was considered the next great coach, right? He was considered that defensive mastermind. So um, as much as a lot of people are going to hate this, I can see a way for this to go about and to see how this could work. Um, Were there any other interesting names out there? Do you guys want to continue to talk about I'm going to jump on
2: you. I remembered what I was going to say. My bad. So we heard Vangio say these things, especially the safeties. The Miami Dolphins didn't have enough at safety. And then we heard him say things like the Dolphins didn't have enough on the interior. That was enough to run his style of defense. And I think what the Miami Dolphins are hoping for and what they were looking for was someone who can kind of just make it work, right? Just, identify the talent that is on this roster and figure out a way to maximize what they can do. Kind of like Mike McDaniel did with Tua. We didn't see that happen with Fangio. And I think that's kind of the biggest pitch I see with someone like Staley where I don't know if the dolphins can keep Christian Wilkins. We're praying to God, Andrew Van Ginkle comes back. We don't know if that's going to be the case. We don't know who else is going to be cut in order to kind of try to make this off a successful one. So, I mean, when you're trying to think of ways where, Hey, if this guy can't build an entire offense, can he take Jalen Ramsey and maybe uh, a star in Bradley Chubb and a star in uh, Jalen Phillips and, and turn it into something that looks good enough when you're um, in these tight situations?
0: Yeah, and, and that would be the hope. And and you kind of touched on it, Jake, but that's what the Dolphins did with Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel was brought in because of Tua Tunga Bailoa. Like there's really just no bones about it, right? He was brought into quote-unquote fix to a tongue of Valoa, and so he built an offense that was suited around to his skill set. If you bring in Sta- Brandon Staley, that's because you are building a defense around Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey, very high-priced guy for this defense has a a long pedigree of being one of the best defensive backs in the national football league. So if you bring in Brandon Staley, a guy who has a great relationship with Jalen Ramsey, and he is able to put Jalen Ramsey in a position to be the star of the Miami Dolphins defense, both in position and in, you know, just his status with this defense, then you are building a defense around Jalen Ramsey and getting a guy who's essentially done it before
1: yeah and let's be honest every year we see these guys that are you know better coordinators than they are head coaches so i'd be intrigued to see that i guess my biggest thing is i want the dolphins to cast a wide net right we want mike McDaniel to go out of his way and actually interview some guys like chris grew get involved in the process i mean there's some decent guys out there ron rivera leslie frazier you guys talking about the the bills defense earlier i joke about rex ryan if if we slept with our feet off and then one name that stuck out to me chris.
0: <laughs> sounds yeah. painful
1: Yeah, yeah, sleeping with your feet off, Saul style. Yeah. Chris Shula, what about if you bring in, uh, you know, the relation with Don? I mean, that'd be amazing. So there's a bunch of people out there. I just hope they cast the wide net and bring in the right guy. But um, as each day passes, I think it's going to end up being uh, Brandon Staley, and Dolphins Twitter is just going to revolt, and we're just all going to be sitting back, relaxing, eating popcorn, and laughing.
2: It would be so, so ugly for a couple weeks on Twitter. And I get that it wouldn't be that um, ideal signing, but I think considering the Miami Dolphins, the situation they're in, I think they got to kind of take some uh, risks here. I don't think it'd make the most sense to kind of try to bring someone in who can't identify the talent the Dolphins are already working with, because I mean, they're not going to be able to inject too much more into this defense, because I, I think you see the the vibe on Twitter, the, the mock draft, some of the things we were actually going to talk about today, um, the Dolphins trying to take some uh, shots and rebuild the offensive line is one of the big things of this offseason. And if you're doing that, I mean, that just limits even more what you can do for defense.
0: Yeah, and it'll be a, a new look defense, right? I don't think any of us are really expecting Xavier Howard to be back with the Dolphins next year. I think we all thought that this was kind of his last year. Cater uh, Kohu had a down year after after a promising rookie season. So, you know, where do, where is he in the pecking order? with Cam Smith being unlocked like he like he subtly did on Twitter just the smallest tiny bit of unlockedness um you know can he can he slot or slide in and be a starting cornerback opposite Jalen Ramsey there was nothing but glowing reviews of Cam Smith during training camp and then we saw him in the preseason he looked pretty good and then all of a sudden he just One finds play. himself in in Fangio's doghouse and it's he's done there's, there's no more Cam Smith and you don't You don't see him on the field for the Dolphins very often this season. He was a healthy scratch in a number of games, but he comes into the league highly rated. And everyone said the Dolphins got a steal in Cam Smith when they drafted him in the second round. So can he be somebody who it's weird to say as a second year player, but somebody that rises from the ashes and resurrects his career under a new defensive coordinator? He's gonna have to be because the Dolphins are you know if you give money to Christian Wilkins to keep him around and you find some money to give to Andrew Van Ginkle to keep him around because of the injuries to Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb you're gonna need to pinch pennies elsewhere and I don't know if the Dolphins will be able to bring in another high-priced cornerback to put opposite of Jalen Ramsey or if they're just going to have to work with what they have in Cater Cohu and Cam Smith and guys like that.
1: Yeah, I told myself I won't get hyped on any of these guys, so I'm just going to kind of sit back, relax, but to think that Jalen Ramsey thought so highly of Brandon Staley, to think, I'm um, again, I'm not a Brandon Staley advocate. I'm not sitting here saying bring him in, but if they had that type of relationship, imagine what that might be able to do for a Cam Smith, and I guess that's my biggest question. How much of, you know, Cam Smith not getting playing time? Cater Kohu's. Uh, sophomore slump and maybe Chang Tindall not taking the next step. I'm just going to keep saying Chang Tindall because um until he's off the roster, I'm going to hype that up. But you know what I mean? How much of that is because Vic Fangio just is that old mindset that you mess this one rep up. You know what? You're just, you're not playing on Sunday. Who knows? And soon enough, we're going to find out. But it's just such a long wait, man. This sucks. We're talking about this, what, a week after the season?
2: Long wait. They'll change it up. Give it, give it a couple weeks. I, I think we'll have an idea uh, faster than you might expect. And if you would like instant reaction to whenever the Miami Dolphins sign a new defensive quarter, make sure you are subscribed to another Dolphins podcast. If you would like to see our beautiful faces, Josh's fantastic hair, head over to the 560 WQAM YouTube channel. You can find us there. Joshua, Merrick, thank you both so much for joining me today on another Dolphins podcast. We will be back early next week with a new show. But until then...
0: Fin's up, and happy birthday, Houts. Fin's up. Thanks.